Art of Visuals community and welcome to the Art of Visuals podcast, a content series to inspire the creators, the mavericks, the hustlers, and the visionaries who believe that art and creativity have the power to impact and change culture. This series was created for you, the explorers of the world. We're here because you're not alone on this journey to becoming your best self. This series shares real authentic stories direct from the world's most talented creative community. These stories are meant to inspire, motivate, and educate you and the rest of the AOV family. With over a decade of experience in entrepreneurship, content creation, and self-development, the AOV team is here to create a new kind of culture within our community, one that inspires action, love, growth, and fulfillment. You are now tuning in to the AOV Podcast. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince McClinton, and I am your host. Today's guest is Michael Vericker. He's a Jersey-born, New York-based surf photographer and entrepreneur currently living in Singapore. Michael, welcome to the show, brother. Prince, what's up, man? Thank you so much for having me on. Dude, it's my pleasure, man. Uh, it's been a long time, long time coming. I'm stoked to, to chat with you. Uh, I can't I can't express the gratitude. Why don't you kick this podcast off by sharing a little bit of background information on yourself with the community? Yeah, a little background information. Uh, so I grew up in Hillsdale, New Jersey, Bergen County, just outside New York City, about, I don't know, 10 miles from Manhattan, over the GWB, and um, family of five, uh, three brothers, I'm the oldest. Uh, we're all creatives in, in one way or another. Yeah, man, went to college in New Hampshire and, you know, was always drawn to the ocean from a young age and just the outside natural world in general. And the fact that, you know, I always traveled and both my parents were teachers. So when I got out of college, you know, it was tough to find a job. I moved around a little bit and settled right back into New York uh, in East Harlem and took a job teaching math and science in middle school, and uh, started a 14-year teaching career. You know, being a, a lifelong bodyboarder, thankful to my parents for, you know, allowing us to do whatever we wanted as kids, like sports. Um, they let us try everything, right? Um, so I took the, I chose the teaching path because my parents were teachers, which allowed me the ability to travel during the summer. So I've been on that schedule basically summer's free christmas holiday since you know kindergarten <laughs> i think i think subconsciously i knew that this would give me the freedom to do the two things i love right which is giving back being of service to kids and community and relationships while also pursuing you know uh my dream of capturing the power of the ocean uh in the way that i saw it and yeah that's pretty much it man i was sold and and uh i'm based here in singapore moved here in july of 2016 yeah took a teaching contract for two years at an american international school here and from then uh yeah dropped it all and and started a business, a private tutoring business. It's called Exceptional Ed, and we provide tutoring services for kids with language-based learning challenges and uh, kids who want to learn English as a second language. Dude, that is seriously awesome. First of all, it takes a lot of courage to do what you did, especially 
someone who has been sitting in like a very traditional career path for 14 years in a row to, you know, that's odd for me to hear it. It's normally it's, you know, I don't hear someone being in corporate for that long. And then all of a sudden I'm going to go be an entrepreneur and move, you know, clear across the country and launch a business and, and do my thing. So that's, dude, my hat's off to you. uh, Dude, uh, it's the intervention of a, of a higher power uh, beyond us. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Something definitely led you there. And that same thing is, is taking care of you. It seems like everything's going just fine. Thank you so much, man. I'm so, uh, so happy to, to be here and doing what I'm doing. So how did you get into photography? So I uh, always traveled with a point and shoot from as early as I could remember, you know, and traveling on my own started in college. So we're talking about, you know, 16, 17, I had a point and shoot, then finally bought those little disposable in the plastic container water cameras with me to Costa Rica. First time like shooting water with my brother, David on the north coast you know and being a being in the ocean my whole life i understood the dynamics of ocean waves and how the energy moves and where to be so i took that to which was 2013 first swell i shot uh was thanksgiving eve 2013 in new jersey uh, i took up canon 6D with the 70 to 200 and 16 to 35. And I had a colleague at the time who taught the photography class and club. And he gave me a little rundown on settings. Of course, the images look, you know, crappy because I knew nothing about how to put a put the ISO and the aperture and all that together. But it took me about, I'd say, a month to figure it out. And then bought my first gear setup, which was a 5D Mark III with a 7200 point and shoot. So it was land-based for about four months and then finally picked up the water housing in July of, or June, yeah, July of 2014. Dude, I love it. I'm, I'm looking, so I just scrolled, so by the way, I have a second monitor, so that's why I'm looking, cool. <laughs> I'm looking away, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at your photos, so I see the first, I went all the way back to 2013, yeah. December 29th, Yeah. and dude, I really enjoyed just looking at the body of work that you've put out on Instagram over the last, you know, six years, the work is just awesome, and I love how consistent the ocean is, that's what's always made me excited about you, because I'm like, dude, this dude just... Like I can tell how much you love the ocean just by the the, the amount of you know ocean type based images and especially right. surf based images and you right. were some of the you were one of the first photographers where I saw capturing just stunning like stopping a wave six feet seven feet up you know and right. seeing that curl and just being like oh I'm like dude I just want to like I just want to like slide on my bottom down that wave <laughs> like a slide it just looks so nice. That was the same feeling I had at age six on a styrofoam bodyboard on a beach in Bermuda with my mom laying on the beach, my brother and I on the phone. Like, we were like, could have drowned possibly, but, you know, she was like, go have fun. Yeah. You know, and then that's where it all started. Dude, I love that. So how do you, like, what is it like being, like, doing the type of photography you're doing? Like, what's your gear setup like? 
So my gear setup, so currently I'm shooting with a Canon 5D Mark IV. I have a 70-200 Mark III, uh, 16-35 Mark III as well. So I like the zoom lens in the port, which is made by SPL, full geared so I can control the, the zoom because that gives you the detail, right? Um, you can get that real depth of field, the abstract kind of photos that I enjoy shooting, the motion photography. So, you know, using the settings to let the wave do the work, so to speak. And you kind of get those flow motion type photos. Wait, so is, uh, is your camera in a housing kit? Uh, yeah, it's in a housing kit. It's made by SPL Water Housing. So if I have everything in there with a flash and the 7200, we're talking around probably 30 pounds. Wow. And you're, yeah. you're swimming with that? Swimming with that. Just swimming with a pair of uh, Viper Surf fins. And yeah, man, just being there, being in the right spot. I use the wide angle and, and bigger waves with the flash if I want to shoot guys in the barrel. But it's super hard because you got to be, you know, up close. But my go-to is a 7200, by far my favorite to shoot with in the water. Do you... So, I guess... What's your workflow? Like, if you have to switch a lens, do you have to go back to shore? Yeah, so okay. so, so what I'll do is I'll set up for, I'll get, or I'll get in the water at dark, right? Uh, just 20 minutes before, you know, what they call the, the blue hour and set up the, maybe the flash setting and then run back to the car, pop off the port, uh, which covers the zoom lens, unscrew, or, or unscrew the 16 or 35 or whatever, unscrew it and then pop in the other lens. And then, but you got to dry it real quick. So have everything set up. So you got to, you got to grease the, the O-ring, they call it, which keeps the water out, but keep everything in there and then just get back to work. Dude, I love it. So how do you go about approaching a photograph when you're out in the ocean? So, you know, I see an image in my mind fully mm -hmm. that uh, I know I can capture. I know where to be for the light angles, which in New York are, I've never, I've yet to find them personally anywhere else on earth. Um, that's not to say they don't exist, but it's just, you know, Jer Jersey's amazing, but New York, the way the sun rises and setting, depending on the season, that's when you'll get those light angles where if you're shooting at the right way, man, the light coming off those waves is just incredible. So that's what I'm out there seeing, and that's what I'm trying to capture. Sun looking out through the barrel, you know, big tubes just with flash and curls and hopefully getting a slow motion. Shutter speed usually around 120th. Yep, and just try to stay as still as possible in shallow sand bottom. Keep those feet planted and hands firm and don't move. And just click high speed continuous, baby. Dude, I love it. I love it. So <laughs> is, it, is there anything specifically that gets you really excited? Like is it the warm weather? Is it like a good sunset or is it more exciting when there's a storm and there's like massive waves? But is that dangerous, you know? It's Super dangerous. You really got to be careful. You got to know your limits. Um, you got to be in good shape. 
You have to be able to swim with the housing, and you got to be in position, especially when sets are coming in, and those nor'easters in New York or New Jersey produce massive swells. And we're talking wintertime, uh, water temps are hovering around, you know, anywhere from 30 degrees Fahrenheit to 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So you're in a full wetsuit, four, five, six, booties, gloves, hood, the whole kit. And um, yeah, man, you're just waiting for that. And I'll have the car ready. I dug it out of snow many times in New York City and just race to the beach. Dude, I love it. I'm, I'm looking at some of these photos you have here where you got like these massive waves breaking. You got intense, intense, really dark, moody clouds with just like light rays blasting. Uh, yes, that, that one, that one, that story, the backstory behind that one, right? Uh-huh. Left work, left work, raced from my work through the Queens Midtown Tunnel to an unnamed location, but in Queens and jumped in the water solo, not a soul in sight, and have a series of images from that evening that is probably one of my favorite. Dude, I'm like, dude, you gotta, I want to, you gotta send me a link to the rest of the, the captures from that, that night. Will do, will do. Because these are, these are just really wicked, man. Um, it, <laughs> I, it made me, it made my face light up when I was going through the feed, so I, <laughs> I had to bring it up. <laughs> So what's your favorite photography genre? I know you shoot a lot of surf stuff, but I know, you know, I know you shoot other things as well. Yeah. So I would say I love urban architecture-based stuff. I love portraits. Getting into that right before I moved to Singapore, you know, infants and newborns. I, you know, a couple friends started having babies, just, just the age I am. I'd rather not say, but that's all good. Uh, you can figure it out, I'm mm-hmm. sure. You know, I was uh, doing uh, portraits for engagements and infants and newborns, and and that was super fun and figuring that out. And, you know, I have a a girl who's also very uh, photo conscious, so to say, and uh, she's taught me a lot about shooting just with a phone, her iPhone, you know? Who cares what you shoot with? Mm -hmm. So my... My favorite stuff is definitely still the sky, but combine that with the urban architecture stuff and the portraiture. Dude, dig it. I'm excited to... uh, Go ahead. All about the light. Oh, yeah. It's all about the light. It's funny you say that. I have a... I don't know if you can see it right here. I can see it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what time it is there. (laughs) And so I'm about, I don't know, 100 or so pages into that book, but it's... I mean, it's like a 600-page book on light. <laughs> just, yeah, just about uh, light. <laughs> you know what? I was in. I, I, one of my degrees is in earth science education, right? Mm-hmm. So I, one of my majors in college too was earth science and uh, geography, so to speak. So physical sciences. So the natural world, like I understood the, you know, the motion of Earth. And our position in space and how the sun and the moon and really like just motion of what I call Earth's motion annually, seasonally, daily, monthly, yearly, whatever. I have taught that for so many years that like I know it almost not by heart, but it's just like I've been well educated and it came 
it started at a young age just watching, and then I actually started to study it, right, and then teach it to kids. And it was like, wow, I'm going to put this into my photography now. Can you can you teach us a high? Can you give us a high level, quick quick teaching? So uh, Earth's, so Earth's motion. Are you? Is this like the, you know the the Earth's vibration, the frequency? No, we're talking we're we're talking about so the duration of rotation and revolution. Okay. So by, by rotation, we're talking spinning, right? Mm-hmm. So that day and night, and then by revolution, we're talking. You know, one one year around the sun, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, what that means is that you know the common misconception is seasons are caused by oh we're closer to the sun in winter than we are in summer, so it's hot, right? That's what causes the change. Mm-hmm. But really, the fact is that we're tilted on an axis of twenty three point five degrees relative to Earth's ecliptic plane, so to speak. We're getting super tech here. Mm-hmm. And- Tilt is what causes the seasons as the Earth revolves around the sun. You got four uh, major points, equinoxes and uh, solstices, right? right? So uh, we just had an equinox, and uh, yeah, man, so we're right in Singapore. The, the sun is directly overhead. We're about one degree north lat- latitude, so... Um, in New York at 40, 41, you get that seasonal change. But depending on where you are on this planet, uh, the cause of the seasons is the tilt of the Earth's axis and the revolution around the sun. I love it, bro. Quick facts. <laughs> quick facts. <laughs> dude, I love teachers. And I, dude, I just, anywho, we can geek out all day, but. Uh, uh, let's get to it. Let's figure why not, dude. Like you brought it up. Let's talk about it real Thanks. quick. <laughs> let me ask you this so what what fears did you have to overcome if any to make this jump to move into singapore uh it was the fear of living in a foreign country so there are three official languages here chinese english and malay mandarin or chinese so it's a speaking speaking country, and uh, it was a metro area, so it's like New York, but it's super clean here. And you know, I was just ready to get out of the city. I lived in Manhattan twelve years, and it wears on you. For those of you who live there, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's hard, man. It's 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 a grind, and if if you're not making the right kind of money, and I'm not saying that was my my motivation, it was just, I needed to be somewhere else. And someone mentioned applying to international schools that wasn't even on my radar. And I did that and uh, got a contract offer and and signed and took it. And they brought me over here and uh, set me up and got a, uh, you know, taught two years and uh, finished the contract and partnered up with my boy here and started our our uh, company yeah man uh continue to shoot throughout um i get to bali constantly um micronesia japan thailand just got back from bangkok last night uh been all over southeast asia so i wanted to be here because it's so it's exactly halfway around the world from new york Mm -hmm. i'd always wanted to travel here first time i came to southeast asia was in 2003 and 
always wanted to come back, but just couldn't do it. It was so expensive to get here. It took, took so long. So 2011, I uh, did an extended journey, did a little over six weeks, seven weeks in Indonesia, Sri Lanka, Thailand. But the primary amount of time spent there was on the islands of Java and Bali. Gotcha. What advice would you give to, you know, someone that's contemplating, you know, moving to a place that's a little, you know, a little less stress, a little cheaper to live, a little different to live, but more or less just a new experience, you know? There's a lot of people that do that, that that I know personally, but at the same time, I hear way more people talk about it that are, you know, and people are afraid and they never end up just doing it. You just have to do it, man. There's got to be, you have to dig deep inside and find out what's making you think you need to make a move, right? What's the motivation? Um, what's inside you? What is that inner push? What is your subconscious telling you that you're not aware of, right? Mm-hmm. It just hasn't made, it hasn't been brought to your consciousness yet. So I think for them, guys, if you're thinking about making that move, um, it's scary. I was full of fear. I was terrified, but I knew that this was an opportunity. It was a two-year contract, so I knew I could do it for two years or come home and come home if I needed to or stay. And look, I stayed. So I think get over those fears. Think about what your motivations are. You know, do some introspective searching and, and decide. I love it, man. Appreciate you for sharing that with us. Who inspires you as a photographer? Oh, there's so many to name, man. I would say my my original guru, my teacher, uh, Ben Curry. He's uh, at Ben Curry. He's based out of New Jersey. He's the one who really taught me, you know, how to, you know, we'd bounce ideas back and forth through Instagram, you know, how to work the settings, you know, what camera to buy, you know, when I wanted to buy one, what lens would I want that I wanted to buy. Warren Keelan is amazing. He is a legend. Uh, Thurston Photo, Philip Thurston, they are legends. The list goes on. Um, you know, all the people that are on AOV, I mean, I scroll through your feed on your app, man, and I'm just like, oh, my God. I signed up for your app, I think, right after you went live, and I was like, yep. this is amazing. Like, I need this kind of inspiration because I was so focused on surfing an ocean that my eyes weren't open to everything else, all those other genres of photography. Right. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so much. Uh, a good friend of mine, James Paraskindola, Matt Clark, there's too many to name. Uh, Aaron Brimhall. Um, I'm sure you know him. Uh, he's on Insta as well. Russell Ord, Ray Collins, too, is a legend. Uh, Andrew Seamark, got a couple of his prints hanging on my wall. Warren Keelan's on my wall. Mac Clark's on my wall. So, hey, um, I love, dude, I love that. I just, who was that today? Someone just posted something today on Instagram, and I saw it, and it was something along the lines of how funny is it that people are. So are so fast to buy something from a stranger, right? Like buy a new album, buy a T-shirt from a brand they know nothing about and spend all these money with all these people that don't care about them, et cetera. But to some of their closest friends, 
they won't buy their art or they won't, exactly. even though they love it, even though they tell them how, how much they love their work, whatever it may be. And so I think it's cool. There's people that talk about buying art and then there's guys like you that are like, yeah, I got, you know, I got a piece from him. I got a piece from him. I got a piece from him. And yeah, even the got- fact that you print the value, like valuing printing is, you know, is also uh, important. So or tell me, yeah. Tell me why you, why you think, printing is important and why you think it's important to support, you know, artists by buying prints or, you know, other things? Because I think in print, you're able to capture a split second in time that will never be repeated in, in its exact form ever again. And if you can do that in the way that you've envisioned and you print it and to have that hanging on a wall, uh, wherever it may be, and there's a few of them around the world uh, that I'm thankful of mine that are hanging. That is what that is what I think keeps creatives and helps helps them stay in flow and continue to create and support and 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 be who who they want to be as a photographer and and what they like to shoot. And there's other guys that I'd like to name real quick. You got you know the guys at Saturdays NYC, Colin, and uh, uh, he's a, an amazing Colin turns out he's an amazing photographer, and those guys uh, inspired me. And uh, you know there's just the print stuff. They do a, a book, and I've I've been fortunate enough not to be in the book, but just on their blog, you know. And and Jesse, Jesse out in uh, you know Whalebone. Wellbone Creative, based out in Montauk. Ah, uh, I'm not positive. Okay, so Jesse, uh, Jesse's out there. He's uh, well, he's created Wellbone, and uh, he they do a magazine and an online one as well, and, and Surfline and all those guys. The print is important because, you know, yeah, they're going to use your images online, but it's the web. Everything's so fast-paced. It's coming at you a million miles an hour. Print's there for life. You can have it, hang it, and it's there, and it's a beautiful thing. Wellborn Company? I'm sorry? Whalebone. W- oh. Whale. Whale, like a whale bone. Like a whale. Whalebone. Okay. Whalebone Magazine. There it is. Okay, sweet. Dude, yeah. I'm, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snag a copy of this and check it out. Sweet. And then uh, Saturdays NYC, have you heard of them? Mm-mm. Okay, check them out too as well. They're amazing. Okay. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, my my brother is a creative, and yeah, these are, he was my connection to uh, these guys originally. You know, we were all surfing together in New York, and it just went from there. Dude, I love it, man. What what drives your passion in photography and travel and, and kind of motivates you to keep going? I mean, first of all, it's 6 a.m. your time. You got up no, at... What? Dude, I got up at 4.45. You got up at 4.45 for this podcast. For this podcast. That's to get the coffee and the water and the workout. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I love that type of dedication, man. So, so what drives the passion? Oh, man, it's just the the idea that I have created something with the potential to grow, and, and that's mine, right? Um, it's it's no one else's. And uh, to be my own kind of boss and, you know, and, and have a title, you know, I'm a photographer, yeah. And I don't want to say I'm, I'm a professional. I'm a semi-professional photographer because I 
haven't really put the required energy, but you know, I would say that I am a professional entrepreneur now that I have a business that's about to to grow. So that's what motivates me, man, to work on the photography simultaneously with my new company. I love it, man. How do you I guess what like what's the vision for your art? Like why what's the like what do you hope to promote with shooting the stuff you shoot the way that you do? I mean, from the compositions to the colors to everything. Yes. So first and foremost, I'd love to promote people to get over the fear of the ocean. Dude, I'm, I'm actually one of those people, sadly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up on boards. I grew up on boards my whole life. I can skateboard okay. better than I, I can walk. I can, Hello, buddy. <laughs> I can snowboard, and, and I've always wanted to surf because I love boards. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to get eaten by a shark. And I know it's like the dumbest thing in the world, but it's, it's a real fear, man. Like the ocean, I don't know, Just it's the one place that I'm a little shaky on. I would agree with that, man. And and it's always in the back of my mind, especially some of the places I shoot. Western Australia is notorious for great whites. You know, the, the men in, in white suits, they have several names, white pointers. Um, you know, if you're out there shooting, there's a good possibility that there's that could happen at any moment, especially if you're just swimming, you know. And um, But I think the the idea that the power of the ocean is just the transfer of energy from that starts, you know, all the way with the sun, right, to the weather, to the storms that produce it, and then the swell that travels and eventually hits a shoreline somewhere, right? <clears throat> and then the the light is 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 what motivates me, right? I'm up super early to get the that maybe could be five ten minutes of light that you're going to get at sunset or sunrise, depending on your location. It could be an hour, but golden hour to, to dark or dark to end of golden hour. That's what motivates me, man. Dude, so how do you... Now I'm curious. Now that I, you know you're an early riser, you're up shooting sunrise, you're in the water early. Early, dude. What Sometimes. Is, what's your routine like? Like, you're, like are you... So I, I get up in the morning, usually, uh, you know, usually around, depending on, on what's going on, around anywhere from 6 to 7 a.m. I have my caffeine, obviously. It's hard to give that one up. Water, exercise, uh, usually about 30 minutes, high-intensity interval training, and then, uh, and then have my to-do list. Always have a to-do list. And on that to-do list is my daily, right? I go a day at a time. Uh, what am I? What can I do? Where can I focus my energy? And how much do I put into what? And when do I reach the point where I say, okay, I can put this down and leave it for tomorrow and move on to the next thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you do you go through this daily list uh, like the night before or the morning night, of? Night before and morning of, right? So it's a daily list, night before and morning of, and it's always constantly edited. And I write it down, I'll put it in my notes app, one of the two. So what are you doing to stay, like, uh, mentally healthy? Like, as you know, you've lived in yeah. New York City, so you've seen yeah. what what working, overworking, and that hustle yeah. can, can do to someone. Sure. So uh, I had an excellent uh, therapist who I worked with for many years who helped 
me connect with my inner self, what I've been referring to as the subconscious. Um, and I spent several years doing that, and that really allowed me to open up and explore what was holding me back from what I really wanted to do. Dude, I love that. What about, like, finances, things like that? Any Is there anything special that you use to, to keep up with just paying bills and, 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 and budgeting or anything like that? Yeah, that's an area I'm working on. Um, obviously, you know, it, to drop everything and then do this, uh, you got to be financially savvy in the way that you plan. And thankfully, I have a partner who partner who's an excellent planner, financial planner. Uh, my business par- partner is a is a tax expert, U.S. based tax expert here in Singapore, working for a company. So I'm. Um, you know, it's about asking others for advice, right? Mm-hmm. Figuring out, like, what do I not know? How I'm not going to figure it out on my own. I need to ask questions. So I ask questions. I love it. I do the same. Yeah, man. Got to. As you see, the prints I mentioned before, you see them? That's yeah. a, that's a Andrew C. Mark. Okay. Andrew C. Mark. And that's mine. Dude. And then the Clark, the Clarks and Keelans are over there. I love it. I love it, dude. So I always turn off my phone, but somehow, like, my computer's even <laughs> muted, but, like, I, somehow it yeah, rings. Yeah, it happens to me. So I, when I taught at the Museum of Natural History, I Skyped in for two years doing, like, just like this, right? Uh-huh. And someone would call, and it would, like, ring while I'm teaching. Like, I used a telepresence robot to do it. I co-taught. And it was constantly happening. Yeah, it's such a, I'm like, dude, I don't even get it. Like, how do you just stop the freaking calls? (laughs) What do you think about Instagram? Like, you've you've obviously been on there for some time. You've posted a lot of photos. As far as, you know, there's been a lot of people that have had great benefits from utilizing the platform. But given, you know, used in the wrong way, there's also been a lot of people that have, have had, you know, have more or less experience the darker side of, of social media. And so yep. I'm just curious your take on social media right now in twenty in, in March twenty nineteen. It's transformed uh in a, you know in ways that are I think, you know, negative and positive. You have for me, it was the way that I was able to gain exposure into the surf industry, surf photography industry. So I was thankful for that. I loved the timeline logged. I'm following you. So I just scrolled back to the beginning. The last photo I remember seeing the day before, and then I would scroll up, right? And look at my followers. Mm -hmm. But now it's constantly filled with ads. And, you know, you know, I do have a business account now. So you know, the whole idea of like running promotions and everything's run by Facebook now. So it's completely corporate. And, you know, I understand everyone has to make money. But in the beginning, it was a way for me to connect with with my friends and my family. And then but now even more so living across the world, it is one of the best ways for my family, my extended family to watch me and my photos and where I am and what I'm doing. Right. You know, but I, I, and in general, Instagram today is, it's tough, dude. It's kind of, it's, it's a touch and go. It's a love hate relationship for me. 
what do you see it doing to to like what do you see social media like the some of the repercussions of social media with kids I, the reason i thought it'd be a good question for you is because you're a teacher as well and hey, you're dealing um, with and the cyber bullying is out of control right so um kids are getting made fun of you know using fake accounts you know those keyboard warriors you want to call them but for kids it's it's a serious situation if you're under the age if you're a minor um you know we're talking about people that can you know lure kids into doing things that are unthinkable you know and 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 that's what's sad about it mhm um what do you think might be some ways to you know, to help prevent some of the side effects of social media or what advice would you give to, you know, someone who is, you know, having side effects from social media? Would you get, tell them? You have, you got that, that whole update with Apple. If you got an iPhone, uh, it gives you your screen time, your stats for the week. So if you're a parent, I would limit the screen time, what websites they can visit, you know, have it blocked, have an account that's separate for, for kids. Right. Quote, unquote, what right. About people, what about, what about adults? What about adults? Yeah. You know, it's, I would just watch out for the things that are, that are coming through, uh, you know, the types of comments, um, what they're gonna, you know, what's their motivation, et cetera, et cetera. Nice. Appreciate you sharing that with us, man. Um, literature. Literature. You, yeah. Ooh. You got any good, any good books? What do yeah, What are you reading, man? Like what, what are some of your favorite books, I guess? Uh, one of my favorite books, the history of surfing. Uh, and another one is Geographica. They're mm -hmm. basically encyclopedia based, but it's just like the history of surfing. And then, Geographica is just like the history of it's just not the history of it's just physical geography the planet how everything works. I dig it, dude. How uh, how often do you read? I don't read that often because of my time constraints, mm -hmm. but I would say I probably read print anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour and a half a day. But because the teaching and tutoring part requires that that part of the brain <laughs> right. energy to actually then read words it's tough dude and uh my girlfriend's from south korea so you know we'll we'll flip back and forth with with subtitles so i'll be reading those so if you want to call it words in general in any form <laughs> hour to an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, nice. I didn't even think about that. Like I figured I was like, oh, you know, a teacher probably reads a ton, but when reading's like also your job, then it's a little different, I guess. <laughs> different. Yeah, but I have friends who are teachers who read books constantly, right? But Ray Diallo, Principles, have you read that one? Uh, I have not, but what's his other book? Uh, I forget, man. My buddy gave it to me just when I started the business uh uh last summer. Oh, I forget. He has anywho, yeah, he has another one that I that I did yeah. read. Okay, yeah, d yeah, Principles um by Ray Diallo is a is a great great read, especially if you're looking to make moves and start a business like what what are your principles on you know, how are you going to get this going and you know, what are your motivations and set them from the beginning 
and stick to them. Motivations is a good one. You know, I think oftentimes people don't fulfill their dreams due to like wrong motivations. Like the, the wrong, being motivated by the wrong things won't give you enough. There's not enough energy there to push you through um, no. the cycle well, of ups exactly. and downs. Right. And right. so I think it's super important to, to always understand why you're doing what you do. Yeah. Constantly. Right. There's, there's four areas, right? The mental, the physical, the spiritual, if you're into that, right. And the emotional. So yeah. those four domains, you know, which one am I working on? Which one am I in today? And how can I improve and get to what I call the spiritual, right? That fourth, that fourth dimension. No, absolutely. Um, I, I, that totally resonates with me. I'm all about, you know, all four of those and it's, it's and being well-rounded in all four. Like you yes. have to have physical, oh, you have to have the physical, you have to have the mental, you have to have the spiritual, um, yes. you know, that, that mind, body, soul. And it's, it's just, it's so important and it's hard to keep them in balance at times, but I think at it's, time. it's, right. it's paramount to always do your best to, you know, whatever situation you're in to just do your best to try to keep those things in balance. And I think the people that do that, often have a much more fulfilled life and are able to achieve the things that they're they're outwardly looking to achieve you know right and it took me a long time to get here but you know i'm here and i'm today i'm speaking to you and this is i'm blessed i'm blessed uh i have to say that to to be on a live podcast my first one ever (laughs) uh can't say thank you enough prince it's amazing dude amazing Dude, yeah, no, it's been it's been a blast, man. Before we wrap up, you know, we normally end these podcasts with people more or less spreading some type of light, inspiration, motivation with the rest of the AOV community. And I know you've been doing that all podcasts, but now is your moment to, you know, go ahead and communicate whatever you'd like to communicate to the community. Okay, so um, what I'd like to say to the community is you know, follow your dreams, follow your heart, follow your inner self. Who am I? What am I after? What are my motivations? And do I want to do this? And and how can I be creative? How can I express myself in any kind of medium possible? Um, Whether it's art, photography, videography, teaching, anything, do what you love and find a way to get there and if you can do that and you'll be you'll feel you'll feel much more fulfilled and it takes a lot of work and for me it took uh, a number of years to do that so that's what i want to share with the community it's just just stay focused on those four domains we mentioned man ladies and gentlemen michael Vericker, appreciate you brother coming on the show Thank you. Just want to shout out to my my family and friends listening. Uh, without their support, I would not be where I am today. So much love to them, and much love to the community and everyone that's listening. Thank you so much for the, for all your support. Killing it, bro. That was good. That was solid. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. 
With that said, we picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is, if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of elsewhere. And just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcasts, our free app, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free, so check out our website, shop.artivisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them and we're also going to be reworking that commission structure here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us. Help us out. Go to adorama.com. Peace.